0: Welcome to another episode of Clear Talk. I'm very pleased today to have Brad Malone with me from Net Navigate Management Consulting. Uh, today we're gonna to do something a little different. It's not gonna be an interview. Uh, Brad and I are just gonna have a discussion, a chat about uh, ethics and values and culture. Um, so Brad, welcome to the show. Thanks, good to see you again. Good to see you. So let's talk about culture. What, what is culture to start with? What was your opinion on that?
1: I, I'm gonna say it's the soul of a company
0: mm mm-hmm.
1: and it embodies who we are it embodies everything it's who we are where we where we are so it's it's the one of those if you take a fish out of water it didn't know it was in it it's the water that we all are all in when we're in a company
0: right and I think it's really important to note that our customers are the ones who really see our culture to a great extent yeah. because if there's inconsistency in our employees in their values in the way they treat the customers and the way they feel about the customers, that permeates throughout the entire business.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and you know, it takes just one person to kind of to ruin a culture, but you can remedy it too if you have that person basically not live into your... So your values are what we really value and our ethics are kind of like uh, honesty, integrity, loyalty all those types of things but if i have an employee that doesn't match that and it's apparent, parent and we give that employee a choice to either correct their behavior or leave and they choose to leave most of our customers would go good on you
0: right and, and i think it's really important to understand how do our employees know what our values are i mean i think that's something that we have to talk about on a regular basis we have to discuss examples of, of ethics and, and values of what we consider to be what our core values are as a company.
1: Well, and it's very, it, it's, again, it's that soul. You get what you measure from BF yeah. Skinner, but also it's like if we call out that we want quality work all the time and we want, work-life balance and yet we reward the people who stayed at work for 48 hours to get something barely done then that we just broke that culture because we're rewarding something different than what we said
0: yeah i'm sure you've heard of places that say we value work-life balance yeah that's really a really shallow statement in a lot of cases
1: absolutely yeah you yeah. you get a life after you're done working right. Uh, right and i think um i find these days that it, it's a lot of about hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. Um, the do what I say, not as I do, um, and that could be at, at anyone. But it really, because everyone owns the culture, but the executive management team really has to embody that um, and be genuine about it. I mean, I'm I own my own firm and I have for 20 years, and but I'm also a, you know a project manager, and as a project manager, the team's watching me all the time. So it's like I'm on a stage, but I'm not acting. I need to be genuine.
0: Yeah. We we always need to lead by example and and live our values. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, how often do you, I mean, really talk about your values and ethics with solutions 360?
0: Very frequently um, with individuals, probably on a daily basis about how we feel about our customers. And and we really firmly believe our our, our tagline that we want to become our, customer's most valued business partner. And you can't do that if you've got unhappy employees. You can't do that if you have employees who don't feel compassion and empathy for your customers. And that has, that can't be um, faked, you know, that has to be sincere. Right. So, you know, we talk, we have these Friday meetings with the whole company every week. And we talk about examples of, of what good uh, ethics are. We talk about what great service is. We give kudos to people. And I think it's really important you keep uh, an environment where people feel like they're backed up. You know, I, I wanna know that the people I work with have my back. Yeah. And I think that allows people to be much more open and much more supportive of their customers. I mean, you must see a lot of different examples in the companies you work with.
1: Oh, absolutely. And, and just the phrase you said, that, that people have my back, it's that, that they have my back when I have to make the tough choice and do something that's right. right. Because I find these days it's so easy to just whimper away or to allow for poor quality or to allow for poor ethics because we don't want to confront. But when somebody does confront and, and the rest of the company says, good on you, we got, we're got, we protecting you for your courage, that's just a spiral up. I mean, that's a, you can just feel the energy kind of flow into a company.
0: So, so you must have seen a lot of situations where you eat we... You get that problem with responsibility and accountability out of balance. How do you normally address that when you're in a consulting situation?
1: Well, I one, I distinguish those words. And and to me, if somebody has authority, they have responsibility. Mm -hmm. And what I find uh, in the U.S., and you're our our northern neighbor, so I think we're starting to taint you a little bit, but Mm -hmm. we, we spend a lot of time looking for people who are accountable, and we've let the lawyers kind of taint that word. So we're looking to somebody who... To blame, and I find that in organizations that have an unhealthy culture, it's when the executives aren't looking in the mirror very much, uh, and therefore they're they're looking around. Who else can I hold accountable? It's like you need to hold yourself personally responsible for who you are, and again, be in, in this, be in integrity, walk the talk, right. um, and I find that. I call people out quite a bit and there's some customers that I've lost because of that. Uh, and I'm just fine with that.
0: It's going to be a difficult conversation to have when you're talking to the owner of a company who's built everything up and they're used to being in charge. And you have to have that walk-the-walk type of a conversation. How do those usually go? It's
1: uh, <laughs> <that's laughs> a full range, Brett. Yeah. It's a full range. But I, I knew it, You know, I know it going in. Mm -hmm. how it's going to turn out just because the person's ethics and values, if they value the truth, if they value growth, if they value honesty, they tend, they'll go, Ooh, didn't like that one, but yeah, got it. And I got to, I got to take responsibility for it. And then you'll have some that, you know, they're going to go, you know, not my fault. How dare you, you know, my company's wonderful. And I'm like going, well, you, you have a 25% attrition rate. How can it be wonderful when you lose people every month and that and versus you know I had a, a conversation with level three um, a couple weeks ago and they have people beaten down the door because the, the reality is people want to come work there because of the culture and and that's what the way you want to have it so um, you know I give people a thought shot or two to go you know it's about you you know and they'll either embrace it and then then you can get into coaching which is i am who i am i i need to change obviously now help me change but first they need to be willing to change and actually see that they own that culture
0: yeah very very true and you've talked before about uh, the idea of dealing with adults versus children i find that an interesting analogy can you can you expand upon that a little bit
1: yeah well I find in a lot of organizations, when you don't uh, kind of manage or have the courage to manage to your culture, we tend to have 30, 40 and 50 year old children who again are not taking personal responsibility. (laughs) They're finding excuses about something and it's like going, come on, I mean, are you five or are you 50? And let's like reflect back what's important to you, what's important to other people. And just if you're the only if you think you're the most special person in that company, that's a child I mean that's a five year old child who just has self absorbed all of that and so I just adults doesn't mean sterile adults doesn't mean that we have no passion, it's just that we have cognitive thought and we're rational, and we also have the we can move stuff with intention that's an adult is mm-hmm. they're taking personal responsibility, and then you know we talk values and ethics, bigger culture, where are we going as a company? Do I see my space in it? All those types of things. And so it's refreshing. I find that the companies with the most uh, visible culture are typically a bunch of adults and it's refreshing.
0: Great analogy. We've certainly found that communication is absolutely critical and and we use a a system of, you can call them check-ins, one-on-ones, whatever you want to. But having those on a regular basis and making sure that you stick to that schedule is really critical. And then being able to talk about you know, what is expected of me you know, when I'm in that one-on-one and I can talk to somebody to make, the, make sure the expectations are very clear. And then how am I doing? You know, let yeah. them know. And if you do this on a regular basis, you don't find yourself three months down the road with a project which is failing without any warning. Because the third part of that check-in is what can I do to help you? Yep. And I think that's an important part of the coaching process.
1: And that's that co-responsive or that, you know, really that team of, and it can not only happen at the manager to employee, but it can happen peer to peer. Right. Uh, and that's where you really see the, the, the culture is when people call one another out on stuff that isn't working, but they also congratulate one another on stuff when it is. And so I, as a manager, don't have to be there because I know it's occurring anyway. Uh, that's when you're really starting to see things happen.
0: I think another place you really see this culture is in the uh, management meetings, the executive meetings, you know, what kind of communication happens in those kinds of meetings. And I think if if I could sit in on some of those meetings, fly on the wall and see what's really said and what really happens in a lot of companies, I think that really would take you to the heart of what that company's culture is really like.
1: Yep. I've seen lots of companies where we have a, Weekly management meeting, and five of the 10 managers are in there going, My thank God it's only an hour. You know, I can make it through this, versus no, it's we're coming in to report on our on our journey forward and how we're all doing because we're all on this boat or bus together and we're all part of a team. And to me, when I have a team like that, the meeting was just the check-in point because we're still living it every day. Right. Have great conversation, Brad.
0: Yeah, I'm enjoying this. We'll have to do it again sometime. What do you think?
1: I think so. Appreciate it.
0: Well, thanks for your time today. And uh, we'll talk again soon. Thanks.